0: everyone to Digital Strategy Unlock the podcast where you get leaders to take a pause, take a step back, and think about the larger perspective, a place where we get CCOs, CDOs, CIOs, CTOs together, and take a look at where digital is going, both personally and professionally. Today, I'm very excited with both our guest and the topic. The topic is Customer Success and Digital, One Family. And we will kind of demystify that and talk. But before we go any further, I want to hand it over to our esteemed guest, Miranda, to do a little bit of an intro of herself today before we dive into the whole sequence and the podcast. Miranda?
1: Yeah, hi. So happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Um, Yeah, I'm Miranda Dekonski. I'm currently the Senior Vice President of Customer Success at a company called Data Assembly. Um, this is my ninth startup, so I've been around the block and I've also spent nine years earlier in my career at a very large 40 plus billion dollar a year company. So seen a lot, have a lot to share on this topic and, and much more.
0: Great. And I know, Miranda, there'll be a lot you'll be able to share with your experience, but you also have a very personal history and journey to where you started and how you got to where you are today. Uh, not just the nine startups and successful IPOs, but a lot of challenges, a lot of grit and determination. Before we even jump into anything, would it be okay uh, for you to provide our listeners with some parts of your journey and as to how you arrived at where you are today?
1: Yeah, um, so I just started being a little bit more open to talking about this uh, last year. Um, So it's definitely a new thing I'm sharing. Um, but, yeah, I, I grew up in poverty. Uh, in And when I mean poverty, you know, we didn't have running water in our house for three years, which may be unheard of for some folks thinking we're in the United States. And how does that happen? Uh, it did happen and it does happen. I also, my mother struggled with our struggles with mental illness. Um, I went out on my own at 16, uh, had a child at a very young age, uh, and then ended up, you know, putting myself through college working full time with a baby. Um, I wouldn't change anything in my journey, but I will tell you that journey is not for everyone. <laughs> but it did help give me this hunger that I have now, you know, succeed and work hard. And, you know, when you grow up like that with you know sometimes you know food insecurity or you know not having clothing or heat or anything like that you when you grow up like that it it instills this you know i don't know if it's a fear or a hunger or what it is but you you tend to work super hard to make sure that never happens again even if logically looking at your position where you are now you know it won't i still have that in me um so you'll see me always working multiple jobs and you know writing posts on LinkedIn and trying to give back to the community all the time. So that's part of my why.
0: No, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, really appreciated, And I really feel honored even more so now than before about being able to have you as a guest on our podcast. And I'm sure our listeners will get the inspiration from that as well. Thank so you. let's, uh, no, thank you. Let's uh, talk about digital and customer success. Nine startups. I'm sure you've seen uh, customer success evolve as a practice, as a capability, and how digital has been integrated into it over the years. Uh, What would be your perspective on how this has evolved and traversed across the companies based on your vast experience?
1: Yeah, so nine startups, I, I definitely have seen a lot of evolution. I remember back when we were trying to prove that customer success is a viable role, a viable function, deserves a seat at the table. Um, I can tell you it's crazy how far we've come in the last 15 plus years. And I'm really proud to be part of this community because everybody's worked so hard to help get us here. Digital customer success is a newer phrase a newer term but in theory it's not a new practice right so um i think the 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 thing that's changed is where it sits and how we think about it um how we think about it for the success of the customer so when i mean it's not a new thing like we've been doing marketing drip campaigns for years we've been doing education programs for years, um, community, you name it, anything that could fall under that digital bucket, it's been going on for years. But I think now we're really leveling it up and looking at the science and the data behind it that shows us how having these programs and being very deliberate about these programs drives outcomes. That is a new thing. That is newer. Um, and it now is starting to live more in customer success and less in product and less in marketing, and that is also newer.
0: Definitely. I see that as well. Now, taking that a step further, if you were to take out your crystal ball and you think about what will happen with digital customer success over the next three to five years, how do you see AI, Gen AI, that is now kind of coming through a lot, evolve? to be incorporated into the CS landscape and the integration with the customer journeys?
1: Yeah, so one, I always hate the what do you think is going to happen in the next five years type type (laughs) of question because where I live in early stage startups, sometimes we don't even know what next quarter is going to look like, right? However, if anything, um, if I've learned anything over the last couple of years is there's a lot of un predictability in the economy or like the economy is unpredictable right now, right? Um, when I look at the market, it looks like an EKG. Uh, so we we do have that going on, which means leaders have to be continuously focused on driving efficiencies, get a, getting a bigger bang for their buck, all of that type of stuff. And I don't think that's going to change. So where I see AI, generative AI, possibly play in the digital CS function over the next few years, and I think even now it's already happening, is helping with content creation. Um, You know, anything that doesn't require critical thinking, I think we're going to start seeing more and more AI tools being plugged in. Now, in five years, will generative AI and AI be able to fill in that critical thinking component as well? Maybe. But for now, I think plugging it in anywhere that doesn't require human touch, um, doesn't require critical thinking, is just a smart move for CS leaders, especially those being taxed with doing the same with less resources.
0: Got it. And I think your critical thinking uh, point is a very valid one. I'm just recalling our chief creative officer and his team did a human versus AI on creative. And what they found was that, hey, AI or Gen AI is not going to take over your job, but you can actually augment what you do and do more value add if you look at the tools and put it in the right step in your process for the journey. So I think I do see that happening more. Now-
1: I completely agree not to interrupt. Augment is the key word, right? And that's how I urge folks to think about it. How can you augment um, what you're doing now to maybe make it more efficient or make it better, right? Can you imagine if every help center article that you had to put out was already pre-written and all you need to do is go through it and tweak it? How much quicker would it be, right? Think about things like that. Um, the augmentation, not the replacement of your team.
0: Yeah, Though. No. Even the last example that you just gave and the whole thing, you know, I want to uh, leverage your insights on the nine startups. Like you said, sometimes you don't even know what's going to happen, say, next month. But as you think about digital, anything in digital requires a good foundation in data. And what I want to understand is, and I think our listeners would love this, is given your perspective of coming through the startup world, what are those core tenets? You can't clean everything in the data because you're not at that scale, you're not spending that much money, but what are the core tenets of data that need to be placed to drive some of the rich digital CS journeys from your experience and perspective?
1: Yeah, so this is a really good question. So It really depends on what you're trying to solve for in your company and also with your customers, right? Um, I could tell you to look at usage data, but That may not, you know, that may not be the indicator of success for your business or your customer base. So what I would suggest folks do when they're thinking about the foundation and data to drive their digital program is figure out your segmentation, customer personas, what are the behaviors that they need to, you know, do or exhibit in order to achieve success? How do you measure those behaviors? Can you measure those behaviors if you can't? You know, how can you start measuring those behaviors? Um, also, think through things like outcomes, ROI. Are you able to measure that? Get at all of those things and figure out how do you get those data sets aggregated to pay a full picture and have that foundation of data. But first, start with what's what do we need for this particular segment, this particular persona, um, and this business and, and product that we're offering. Um, there are no one size fits fit all answers here, but starting there to get that foundation is, I think, what needs to be put in place to drive that rich journey and accomplish those
0: goals. I love that. And I may be paraphrasing, but do want to validate. I think I love the idea of you need to start with like what you need, start with the customer in mind. In other words... Would you say that start with identifying the use cases and then prioritize those to say which are the data foundation elements that I will need to put in place for it?
1: That is 100% what I'm saying in a much more concise way. So you, na- you nailed it. Um, I, I'm a big believer in surfacing use cases and problem statements and backing into things that way. That is the easy way to get at it. But don't forget your personas and your segmentation because each persona, may have a different use case. Each segment may have a different use case. Again, it's not a one size fits all.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense. I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Miranda. So I know, you know, I think our listeners will be excited to know some of your secrets. Fractional chief customer officer, full-time customer officer in another place, family, kids, time for yourself. I myself am dying to learn some of the secrets How are you pulling it all together? What's the secret here?
1: Yeah, so I I definitely do have quite a bit of, um, what is it? They say pots on the fire. Um, So yeah, I am a full-time CS leader. I also do have a fractional chief operations officer role. So that's a little different than the CCO. My son is 22 now. So he is out of the house. Um, So it is my husband and I with two little Shih Tzus. How do I do it all? Well, one, um, I work a lot. I generally start 6:30, 7 a.m my time, uh, my time meaning Pacific time part of me, and work till, you know, six at six, five, six at night and then I take a couple hours off and then get back on for a few hours. Um, it helps that I don't have little ones running around. But I think my my biggest uh, my biggest secret or trick, it's not even a secret is I, use my calendar for everything and i try to block time to be able to do heads down work to be able to be effective and be able to juggle all of these things the mentoring the writing all of it i calendar the heck out of my life and i try to stay true to the calendar and and stick by it Um, i also try hard to shut down on the weekends i love my personal time i love going and being outside um, going to wineries and hiking and all of that type of stuff. So I definitely make sure I make time for that as well. So those are those are sacred. My weekends are generally very sacred to me.
0: Awesome. The three things I picked up was calendar the heck out of your life, block time, and then keep the personal time, whether it's on the weekends or whatever works. Those were kind of three takeaways I took away from what you just said.
1: I think those are great takeaways. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I also will just add one more. Have a very supportive, um, significant other. My husband, without him, I don't know what I would do. Um, He helps me. He makes sure, like, when I'm in meetings all day, to swing by and drop a salad off in my office. (laughs) So uh, I would say that's the fourth, is just having a supportive partner that helps boost you up. Um, Without that, I would probably sit in my office on meetings and just live on protein bars and Diet Coke.
0: Understood. And really glad to hear that. We say our thank you to him as well on behalf of us from here. I will. I know you're on our podcast giving us time right now. Uh, The next one is a little bit of a cliche, but I think knowing what you do know now, what, what guidance or advice would you give to yourself in the early part of your career? And how should folks view a career path in customer success today, particularly in terms of like what digital skills will play into that for them?
1: Yeah, so a guide or advice I'd give to myself in the early part of my career is one, get to know the business, not just the function um, and make sure you know your customer's business as well. So understand what all of the acronyms that we throw around in tech mean like, you know, net revenue (NRR), gross retention, ACV, LTV, like understand what all of these are, the levers that you have that impact them. Learning that early and then going from startup to startup helps you immediately see where you can add value and where you need to drive your customer base to. If I would have known that Twenty years ago, I would have looked at my career probably a bit differently, and probably would have avoided some of the struggles I had. Um, how should folks view a career path in CS? Any way they want to. Want to view it? It can be a launching pad into other teams. I've had many folks in my CS orgs go on to be engineers, product folks, marketing, or you know they could also just become experts and have a career path in customer success, which is what I did. And I have done. Um, but how should they view it? One, I don't know if viewing it one way or another is how I would position it. I would just say to folks that are trying to think about their career path and customer success, make sure you're communicating with your leadership what your desires are, if you want to be the expert in CS or if you want to move, you know, around and leverage the Skill sets you learn in customer success to help you maneuver within the organization? And then, how will digital skills play into that? Quite frankly, efficiencies are king right now. So, figuring out, like I said earlier, how can you leverage the digital tools and technology, AI, um, communities, drip campaigns, training, in app messaging, all of the things that are available at your fingertips? Those are levers you to figure out how to increase your net retention, your gross revenue, your all of it, um, understanding how that all plays together will help you further your career. Because the more you know about what you have available for you, the more impactful you will be to an organization and the more you will grow within that organization.
0: Fantastic. And, you know, your thing about view the path the way you want reminded me, I had another guest on our podcast show and her point was, you can kind of paint your own Picasso, right? As you think about a career path in digital from where you go. And I think you're saying similar things, which is there are so many levers and options available. You got to pick and choose and kind of go with the flow that then comes along with it.
1: 100%. And I think one of the gold I think one of the golden nuggets here, are if especially if you're in early to mid stage startups, there are no shortage of jobs to be done. So you could literally paint your own path, which is amazing. So if that sounds like something you would, you know, enjoy, then early to mid stage startups might be for you. So
0: understood, definitely. Now, uh, last but not the least, something for fun. Can you think back in time and describe a moment, whether it's personal or professional, when kind of digital became very real for you? Like for me, it's been around my kids. When my older one was like nine years old, she's now 17. uh, She was doing a kid's triathlon and I had started a new job and I had to fly out that Sunday during her final run. So, you know, I hesitantly brought it up to her that, you know, dad may not be around to see it. And... For her, it was not even a problem. She was like, what's the problem? You're going to take a cab, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, just ask mom to do a FaceTime live and you can watch it in the cab and then we can talk after that am done. And that was a moment that kind of hit me that this generation just thinks of how you are present, how you engage so differently with digital choice just being like another extension of physically being present there. So... For you, when was it then digital really hit you? Uh, was there the moment in time that you can think of when that happened?
1: Yeah, um, mine's not as cool. I, I was trying to think about, was it when I got my first iPhone after they pried my BlackBerry out of my hands? <laughs> like, I had a really hard time giving that BlackBerry up. I was probably one of the last folks that I, I still have the BlackBerry in my closet. Um. But honestly, I think when it really became very real for me was the first time I I stood up my very first BI tool and started ingesting all of the data and understanding the power of what you can do with the data uh, and how you can tell a story with it, how you can, you know change behaviors if you're, you know, undercovering or if you're sorry, uncovering um the right data points. Like there's so much power. I really think that's when digital became real for me of understanding that you have so many levers available to you. You just have to uncover what levers you need to pull. Um, I wish I had a, a cool story like yours,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> I think yours is cool enough as well. First BI tool, first iPhone. Uh, the first iPhone actually has a historical context for our organization here at Photon, which was started around that time. And the co-founders, Vukund and Srinivas, were actually trying to tell clients at that time to imagine back in 06 or 07 or 05 that people will buy things on cell phone. You need a unified experience across web, mobile, and your other digital properties. And clients were very skeptical. And then the iPhone happened, and the list, as we say, is history. Like, right. where, where that went.
1: I remember getting my, my first iPhone, and I was on BART, which is our train system in the San Francisco Bay Area heading home, and it literally clicked for me how powerful this was. Yes, I missed my keyboard and all of that, but to have the power of the internet that accessible with all the tools, the apps, the everything, um, I knew, I was like, this, this was a very long time ago. I knew, I'm like, wow, this is, this is big. This is going to be a really big deal. So I hear you.
0: Fantastic. Well, I know we are coming to the, the nearing or the end of our time on this podcast. Any last words, Miranda, from you on the topic, customer success, digital, or the family, Or anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up, do a wrap?
1: I would just say, look, I know there's a lot of buzzwords flying around in customer success right now. No matter how big or small your customers are, digital customer success should be part of your strategy. Digital customer success isn't just for the long tail of your customer base that you don't have, you know, that it doesn't make financial sense to support. Like it doesn't just solve that for them. Um, so I would urge leaders and CSMs alike to really think about your digital CS and uh, how you're using it in your org. So that is my, my final words of, of wisdom.
0: Fantastic. And uh, with that, I thank you a lot, Miranda. Thank you for being on the show. It's been a fun and exciting conversation as always with you. And for our listeners, feel free to to listen to this on any channel that you like spotify apple podcast whichever one works and here we have it guys and ladies and women and men all across the globe customer success and digital one family from miranda nine startups multiple roles juggling it all uh with coming through with a very uh, personal history as well so i'm looking forward to hearing from our listeners on this and looking forward to the next episode and Hopefully, Miranda, we have you back again on our show pretty soon.
1: I'd be honored. Thank you.